to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Everybody. Yes, it's Barbara again. <laughs> I appreciate you coming, and I just said a little prayer in my heart on the way here, but I'll share it with you that I was just asking the Lord to use me as His vessel to share whatever word it is that you need to hear out of what He gave me. So I hope it touches a heart somehow, some way. And just so you know, when Pastor asked me if I would, I quickly said, oh, yeah, because I thought I had a message. And then the Lord said, no, I really want you to talk about this instead. So he always gives me the title first, and then he gives me what to say. I thought I had this all wrapped up, but there I go thinking, right? So the title of today's message is, I'm so in love with you. And I promise it's not because Valentine's Day is around the corner. That was it was his idea, not mine. <laughs> okay, so love. What is love? When you think of love, what comes to your mind? You might love a certain color. Happens to be purple for me. You might love a certain food. Chocolate's a winner. You might love a certain feeling, a certain place, etc. But what is love really? The love you have for your mother, father, your siblings, your friends, your pets, and things are not all the same. I believe that deep down, love is what everyone desires, but not just any love. We crave the love that our Creator God has for us. He not only loves us, but He is love. And that's in 1 John 4 and 8. And it says, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. He is the essence of love itself. I believe the world in general and unbelievers are what I would call confused about what true love really is. They might think giving someone something they want is love, and that's a nice thing to do. They might think having a sexual relationship is love, and that's quite necessary to procreate. They might think the provision of a good meal is love. And you know I like food. <laughs> These can all be an act of love in the right circumstance, but they are not love itself. The empty void that people are always trying to fill is love, and not just any love, but the love of God himself. People try to do their best. I've lived long enough to say that's true. But no one can match the true love of God. They just, no matter how hard they try, they're not God. Don't get me wrong, it's good to have people and relationships in your life. We're not supposed to be lone rangers here on this earth. We're supposed to be with people. But without God, they will never completely satisfy you. So let me try to explain the God kind of love. Jesus said in John 6 and 37, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. If you've ever been rejected by someone you can, 
you can know that Jesus will never reject you when you come to him. And rejection hurts deeply. Yes, I've experienced that one. If you've ever been lonely and wanted a true friend, Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and that friend is Jesus. He's never going to leave you no matter how bad you smell. If you've ever felt deserted by someone, Jesus said in Hebrews 13 and 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love that word never because he's not a man that he should lie. He means never. If you've ever felt like people didn't care about you or what you're going through, 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You can cast everything on him because he cares about every single detail. I'm on a bunny trail here just for one second. This, this really hits home with how much he cares about the details. I was taking my dog for a walk one day and noticed about three-fourths of the way home that I was missing an earring. And it wasn't even a valuable earring, but I really liked that earring. And I came home and I said, Lord, will you help me find that? Why didn't It was getting ready to rain and I had somewhere to go. I got in the van to leave and I thought, I'll just look for it tomorrow. And the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, no, go look for it. I said, okay. I did ask him after all. You have not because you've asked not. Well, I asked. So I got in the van and, and he led me to go back around. Now, mind you, I had probably walked a few miles. It's not like I only walked a few feet. And I walk in the grass and on the road because where I live, there's a lot of elderly people and I'm not sure how great they drive. So when they're coming, I get off of the road. I'm just being fair, okay? So I had no idea what steering was. Well, he told me to go down to the end, and, the, and I'm driving, and he says, okay, stop here. Now, there's nothing to the right side. There's a, a home to the left and grass and dirt. So he said, look there, and I thought, I thought I was hearing things. I thought, really? I mean, here? So I opened the door, and I got out, and I walked about six feet over and looked down, and there was that earring upside down. It wasn't even on the sparkly side, and you know I like sparkle. It wasn't even on the sparkly side. You wouldn't have even known it was an earring. It looked like an old, dull maybe a, one of those things to take off the lid when you go to get a drink, something like that. And I practically cried. And then as soon as I picked it up, he said, if it matters to you, it matters to me. And my heart just went, Phew. okay, so let me quit bunny trailing here. If you've always wanted a husband or a spouse, or you may have lost one, Isaiah 54 and 5 says, for your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Now, spouses are wonderful. I have one, but they can never totally satisfy like Jesus can. There was a lady one time in a church I used to go to years ago, and she used to say repeatedly, uh, nobody can do me like Jesus, and that's how she would say it. And I would think to myself, she's right. Nobody really can. Okay. <laughs> I love people. There's nothing wrong with asking God for an earthly spouse, but truly Jesus is the perfect spouse. He is our eternal groom, and we believers are his eternal bride. You may have had someone be unfaithful to you. They can be forgiven, of course, but you can know that God will never be unfaithful to you, even in the times that you yourself are not faithful to God. 
Deuteronomy 7 and 9 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Now you may say, I'm in trouble then, because I've not always kept his commandments. No, you haven't. And if you think you have, I'll pray for your lies. But I know someone who did, and his name is Jesus. He said in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you can go forward and know that that sin is not held against you. In fact, God chooses to forget it. So you should forget it too and move on with God. Psalms 103 and 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now he had me think about that one day and it clicked with me. Sometimes it takes a few minutes for me. Think about it. If you start going east and then you're going west, it means you would be going in a continuous circle. God doesn't detour and pick up your sin and hold it against you again. So stop reminding him and yourself of it. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Now I want to go even further about love. I'm talking about being in love. Being in love is an ongoing action. It's a complete giving of yourself. It's a deep personal relationship that is always considering the other person. It's the knowing that you can share anything and they can do the same. It's nothing superficial. Every detail matters. It's the comfort of knowing it will never leave or end. You can be totally open and honest, the real you. We can have deep sharing relationships with people, but this kind of being in love really only comes from God himself. In Romans 5 and 8, it says, God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We're always on his mind no matter what. We are not a shocking surprise to God with our past sins. I always thought I was a surprise, but I guess I'm not. He already knew how we would be and he still chose to die for us. That is amazing to me. Every sin we have done is forgiven by God when we confess it and ask his forgiveness. The only one that is not forgiven is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. And in Matthew 12, 31, it says, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. And I posed that question to God one day. I said, God, I thought you said every sin. Well, what's with that one? And he explained it to me. He said to me, he said, you would have to renounce his presence and existence to do this. And the reason you would not be forgiven of that one is not because God's holding out. It's because you would have to reject his very existence and provision on the cross by his death. The wages of sin is death, and he's the only one that could pay for that. So if you reject him, then your sins are not paid for. So he can't forgive that one. It's not because he doesn't love you or doesn't want to. It's really your choice, not his. It's not him rejecting you. It would be you rejecting him. Yeah, he had to give me a whole lesson on that one one day because I didn't understand that one. God's love will never leave you or keep score on how many times you may have messed up. Humans tend to do that. His hand is always there to help us up even when we don't deserve it. Think about it. We make the mess and he's willing to pick, up, pick us up out of it. Kind of like a little toddler. They make the mess. Who cleans it? 
eventually you teach them to clean it, but in the meanwhile, mom's cleaning it or dad or whoever's there. The more time we spend with God through his word, prayer, and meditation, the deeper the love goes. It's never ending. And it's so good, who would want it to end? Not me. I told God one day that I'm so in love with him, and he quickly spoke back and said, I've always been in love with you. Now, that's what every girl wants to hear. I'm just telling you. I don't know how you would respond, but I, for one, melted like butter. He knows how to touch my heart. He knows everything about us, good, bad, and, yeah, even the ugly. You know, the stuff we don't show everybody else, but he knows. But he still wants to be with us. I'm in awe. His love for us is so intimate and personal. I'm just in awe of it. There's a famous singer named Tina Turner who had a hit song with the lyrics, What's love got to do with it? It's just a secondhand emotion. Well, if she was standing in front of me, I would tell her I beg to differ with you because I say that love has everything to do with it. The love of God wants us to have that want that God wants us to have towards others is described well in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Now, this is a love that we're supposed to have towards others. And I'll read it, but you might want to read it for yourself. I'm sure you've read it before, but his word never grows old. Love suffers long. It's kind. Now, when I first read suffers long, I thought, oh, Lord, we have to suffer? (laughs) Well, yeah, there is some giving of yourself, you know, sacrificing yourself, but I believe he means patience there, you know, to, to have his direction and, you know, pray for people and that sort of thing. His love suffers long, it's kind, it does not envy, does not parade itself, it's not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and love never fails. Now, it may seem like it does. You might be loving somebody and you don't see results, but his word is true. So it's still touching their heart, even if they choose to put a wall up and act like they're not getting it. So God always cares. I'm going to read through some of these with you, some scriptures that I have here. In 1 Peter 5 and 7, he says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. He always cares. If no one else on the planet does, he does. God always loves. The Song of Solomon in chapter 2, verse 4 says, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Now, a banner, if you've ever been to a sports event, that is big and bold, and they want everybody to see it. Well, God is big and bold, and he wants everybody to see his love for you. God is always compassionate. In James 5 and 11, says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You've heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. The, the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So he, his intentions are good for you, no matter what it looks like in the moment. And he's always merciful, even when you mess up. He's always available. 
In Psalms 121 and 4, it says, Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. You're not boring him. You're not keeping him awake. You're not interrupting something important he's doing, although I wouldn't want to be him. He's got way too many things to do. But he's always available, no matter what time, no matter what's going on. You never have to, you know, humans, sometimes you say just, oh, gee, maybe I shouldn't call right now, maybe later. Maybe I'll just text him or maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. But you don't ever have to do that with God. He's always available always he's always forgiving and merciful in psalms 103 verses 1 through 4 it says bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles now when i first read that i thought satisfying the mouth meant food but i do believe that means his word because i mean it could mean food but i think it okay your youth is renewed by the words that come out of your mouth not necessarily i mean it is important what you put in your mouth too i'm not negating that but i really think that's kind of what he was trying to get across there okay um God always understands. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 and 29, it says, Have you not known him? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. There's no end to it. He understands the details that we don't even know about. He's always patient. Now, I pause here and I ask you, is this not the lover you want? I'm telling you, this is just too good. Okay, sorry, I had to bunny for a second. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. He's always patient. He never runs out of that. He always protects his own. In Psalms 36 and 7, yes, everybody likes protection, but especially us ladies, I like these. Okay, in Psalms 36, verse 7, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. You know, it, it makes me think of a mother hen and her chicks. If there's something going on, if there's storm or danger, they run underneath her wing for safety. Well, that's how God wants us to be with him, to run to him for safety because he's always there with his wing out. God always loves you like no other unconditionally this one's really hard for me to grasp because humans always have conditions if you don't do something then there is your consequence now I'm not saying that there aren't consequences to falling out of the will of God and being disobedient there are consequences but he loves you unconditionally like the previous scripture when you make the mess he helps you pick up and clean up even though you made the mess Okay, and that's in Romans 5 and 8. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Now, how much more can be unconditional? That, you know, no matter how bad we messed up, and he knew we were going to do it too. That's the amazing thing. He still chose to die for us. That just stuns me. Okay, now...
This is going to be a short class for you because this is all I had. I'm going to end with this. As long as I've hung with the Lord, there are some realizations that I have seen and understood that I think a lot of human beings just don't quite get in this world today. I'm not saying believers, most believers get it, but a lot of people don't because they're trying everything to either get love, give love, you know, be loved, you know, have everything work out. But you can't properly love people unless you love yourself. And a lot of people just don't love themselves. They think they're horrible. They think nobody would want them. They think they've messed up too bad. They think they're just, you know, damaged goods. They can't understand that. But you can't properly love yourself unless you know the unconditional love of God. Unless you understand how much, he, how much you're worth to him, how much he loves you. How do you put a price on that? And he's the one that created you. So if, he knows how, if anybody knows how to love, he does. You can't give something to others that you don't have yourself. And that's what's wrong with a lot of the people that are living in the world. They don't really have true love to give. I believe this is one of the biggest problems in the world. People think they're loving others when they don't really know what true love is. Only, only God himself is true love. And when you accept him as your savior, then you'll know you are truly loved and you will have God's love in you to give. And this love is priceless. Short and sweet. <laughs> so I, I just want to thank you for coming out. I know it's kind of short, but that's what he gave me. And, and if he doesn't tell me to add something, I don't. And I just hope that with Valentine's coming, that, you know, if there are some of you out there that, you know, maybe you're lonely or maybe you've been rejected and all those things he told me to mention, that you realize that he will never reject you. He's always there with you no matter what. And, and when you follow him and his direction and you're obedient to him and you listen to the Holy Spirit, if you want a friend or you want a spouse, he said that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now that means delight in his word because he is the word. So you get into the word, you start letting it get deep in your heart. You tell God what you want. You know, we can pray in details. I've done this. And then you know that it's him who did it because of the detail that you gave. So there's nothing wrong with praying in detail. I prayed for my dog. I hadn't had a dog since 2009. And I said, Lord, my cat had died. I said, I would really like a dog. And you know, I, I kind of like that little miniature dachshund I had. He was pretty cute years ago. But I think this time I would like a brown, maybe a black and brown one, not just all brown. Well, somebody gave me a dog and it's half miniature dachshund and it's black and brown just like I asked the coloring is exactly what I asked and it's the exact size I wanted and she's so cute I wouldn't trade her for another dog for anything <laughs> so you know you can pray details for the things you desire in your heart you know as long as it's according to the the will of God you're not going to pray you know that the neighbor gets stomped by a horse because you're angry that's not the way God rolls no no <laughs> now I just say things out loud some of you have probably thought it and you just look too 
good to say <laughs> anyway i just i was i'll end it with a quick prayer you know heavenly father i just pray that you would be with each and every one in this room tonight and lord that you will give them the deep relationship that they desire lord help them to feel your love like no other because it is like no other help them to search your word lord because you speak loudly through your word but lord your voice is there no matter if they've got the book with them or not because you will bring the word up in them as you go because that's how you that's how you work so i just lord i thank you for these people that chose to come tonight i know it's short but i just pray it hit the mark and i just i love you and i pray that they love you too and they know that you're always you've always been in love with them Yeah.